And welcome to Digging In with the Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Janet Atkinson, your host for the program this week. And we are joined by BJ Tanksley. He is the director of office director of the Office of Broadband Development. BJ, that is a mouthful. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, sorry about that. You can uh, we say OBD for Office of Broadband Development. So you're feel free to say whatever you need to. But yeah, glad to have glad to be on here today. Uh, glad to be back with my Missouri Farm Bureau friends. I understand that you had joined the show uh, just uh, not too long ago, a couple of months back. And the reason we wanted to have you back on so quick is because you've got some activities that are kicking off here this month. So we wanted to highlight that there's some opportunities for folks in our rural communities and even in less rural communities uh, where folks could kind of come together and talk a little bit more about our broadband issues that are going on. What exactly do you guys have going on this month? Yeah, so in the fall, we did our first round of tour of the state for our Connecting All Missourians campaign. And this next week, we're kicking off our spring slash summer tour. So going to be spending the next three to four weeks really getting back out there, uh, working with the regional planning commissions of the state and the University of Missouri, uh, making about 19 to 20 stops around the state. Uh, So we're excited to get back out there. We're going to be able to share with people what we've heard so far Uh, from our fall public engagement and throughout the winter as we've learned more about the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act funding opportunity that's coming, as well as um, the Digital Equity Act. Plus, there's a couple of additional things we need people to weigh in on over the next couple of months. Um, As with anything, you know, Missouri and the Office of Broadband is really kind of the we're the ones facilitating the program, but the federal government is the one funding it through the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. And so we're learning more basically every month and every few weeks as we get more information down from them. So the timelines are becoming more clear uh, where we can and cannot spend these funds are becoming more clear. But the reason we need citizens to come is we need to hear directly from them where their challenging areas are and how we can help, whether that be with digital equity issues of learning how to fully engage with the internet, taking advantage of higher level uses like uh, educating from home, telehealth, and, and those work from home opportunities, as well as physical infrastructure issues that they face uh, where there just truly isn't access to high-speed internet. So we're excited to get back out there. Uh, the team's been working hard here, um, but excited to get back out there and hear from the, the public and, and get to, you know, get to see, hear from them again. Now, as you say, you're going to have several stops. They're kicking off on May 15th and continuing with the last one taking place on June 9th. And you guys are hitting about three locations a week during that time period. So do folks need to pre-register? Is it something that they can just show up for? Yeah, people can absolutely just show up. They're also welcome to join us uh, or to register ahead of time. Our Connecting All Missourians webpage, which is at ded.mo.gov backslash get connected, um, has all the information there. Um, it'll be updated with registration and like ex- specific locations for each one of the stops. Um, but you, but you, there's no need to pre-register. There also is a virtual option usually for each of these. And so people can go there. And I think if you follow the registration link, that'll give you the opportunity to attend virtually. If you're not able to make it in person, uh, we work hard with our partners at the regional planning commissions to make sure that as much as possible, technology being what it is, we're able to hear and communicate with those who can't join us in person. So uh, we really appreciate those who can come out uh, one way or the other. 
Now we did a little something here in house at the Farm Bureau because of course rural broadband is important to our membership and our rural communities across the state. So we wanted to make sure that folks uh, had all the information they need about these. And we don't have it ready to post this week, but here in the coming week, uh, we'll kick it out of the oven. I'm gonna show you, nobody else can see this, but look at there, we got a pretty little map put together. I love and it. That's gonna be available for folks to kind of see what location is near you. And you can kind of follow along and hopefully folks will be able to find uh, something that will work for them or as you say, participate online. Yeah. Uh, what kind of feedback are you looking for from people in this regard? Um. Well, so one thing that we will be able to share, it's not breaking news, but our, our office has actually been working on a county by county, like broadband as we see it. And so mm -hmm. this is a map that's going to show as of today, what shows as having service and doesn't having service. And what we want to do for one thing is spend some time with that map up on a screen and people say, uh, I think that's not true, or I think this isn't because we want to have that as much cured perfected as possible before we receive funds from the feds and then start to start allocating those funds to bring service. So we re really need the general public to weigh in on what is available and what's not. And then the other is because we will get money for what's called the Digital Equity Act. It's, it's non-infrastructure barriers to adoption. And we need to hear from people on the ground who would be trusted partners to work on those type of activities. Um, just being honest with you, Across the state of Missouri, um, in Kansas City, in St. Louis, Springfield, and other places, there's a few places where there's a lot of people working on digital equity. That's affordable devices, helping people get connected, digital skills training things. But in rural Missouri, there's not a lot of people working on those kinds of things. So we need to hear from the public, hey, I like to say we know what affordable devices looks like in Kansas City, but we don't know what it looks like in Kennett, Missouri. Mm -hmm. We need to hear from people from those places who would be a trusted partner that could possibly take part in this, because if we're going to fund it, we want to make sure that it's being successful. Um, so we're going to update people on what we've been doing, but what we really need to hear Um you know, we don't want to sit here in Jefferson City and assume we know what works well for people across the whole state. Um, I'm very aware from my time at Farm Bureau, plus my time here, it is a diverse state, but we also want to hear it from them. Um, we're excited about this part of the plan, which is really getting to hear from people. But those are two of the big things we really will ask a lot about is, you know, who are trusted partners in your area? Where is real service available? What are other challenges you face? You know, um, in South Central Missouri, who do you think should be doing this? What 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 are non barriers that we need to be aware of? And then also, a lot of times, we also flesh out things that may be unique. Um, there's places where plan you know, not planning zoning, but like uh, easement access and those kinds of conversations. Sometimes these things come up during these public engagements, and it becomes a really beneficial for both our office. A lot of times, there's county and municipal leaders there too, and they need to hear that conversation. And then our office is able to take that back both to the provider community and, you know, the regulator or local leader um, and talk about how do we help kind of ease the edges off of that to make it more um, easily achievable. So you know, a lot of it usually comes in. We talk about specific challenges to that area as well as, um, you know, other areas that we may not even have thought about at that point. You know, uh, the tour is going to highlight the areas that are really needed are in need of improvement, but BJ, since you came on board there at the OBD, yes, there you go. <laughs> short version, uh, what have you learned about Missouri's connectivity? 
Yeah. Um, so I'm very lucky. So I came this after Tim Arbutter, who'd been here for a few years, and they did a study um, just getting ready. They knew there was ideas that all this funding was coming and they did a study. And, you know, when we were at Farm Bureau, we, we talked a lot about the need. You know, we talked a lot about what, what we could do in rural Missouri if we had the services that were available to other people. Well, what that survey, they actually paid for a survey that went out and did some pretty complicated studying of the state. And it, it estimated that there was about 430,000 locations with either poor access or no access at all. And so that actually quite, a, they estimated about a $2 billion issue. So like if you wanted to fix it right then, it was about $2 billion to try to do so. So what we had been talking about was then kind of measurable. You know, it was, it was nice to have as we prepare for these funding opportunities. Um, the other thing I've learned and, and what we learned on that other tour, which wasn't new to me, but it was encouraging, I should say, I don't know, energizing to hear, is that people that don't have access aren't just sitting back and waiting for it to come. We heard from individuals in multiple areas of the state who were trying everything they could. They were trying two or three different technologies. They were trying two or three different plans to try to get service. They were signing up for, you know, experimental service X or Y and, and trying to do anything they could because they needed it, whether it was for their agriculture operation, for their day-to-day -day life, they were looking for that connectivity. The good news is we're getting funds and we're going to be able to help in a lot of those situations. Uh, you know, I don't want to say we're going to be able to do everyone. That's our goal. Uh, but the good news is we're going to be able to. And when you look at that, that's kind of summary, which said $2 billion problem. When you look at matching funds, plus what the state was able to invest with Governor Parson and the legislature doing so with ARPA, which was $260 million, and then what we're estimated to get with IIJA, which is honestly close to or over a billion dollars, we're going to be able to make a big swing at this thing. So I'm really excited about the opportunity that we're just really here on the precipice of. We're getting very close to that edge. Um, so we just need to hear from people and, and help us refine our plans. Um, this is not the last opportunity. There will be more times when I'm bugging people to weigh in. Uh, but this is one of the last in person before we really start formulating our plan, because I think that's going to be due towards the end of the summer uh, where we'll start saying, hey, these are exactly how we plan on uh, using these funds to then tackle the digital divide. You know, there's a reason the old saying, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. That's and, true. You know, you got to get your work, get the name out there, get your community out there and, you know, scream from the hilltop as far as that goes. Um, do you guys connect on a regular basis, like with the uh, Missouri school system? I mean, do you, do you hear from school districts? Do they share their voice with you guys? Yeah, um, somewhat. And I, I, they're a huge partner. Obviously, during COVID, it stood out like crazy who did and didn't have access. And, and we spend a lot of time connecting with them over who could qualify for the Affordable Connectivity at, Program, which is through the FCC, um, and also have in, in our fall engagement had a number of school leaders come to us and say, hey, I can tell you where the problems are. And they were very helpful in that. A lot of times it's at the one-on-one -on -one basis. I do see us as we move forward, especially with the Digital Equity Act, weighing in with at the state level education leaders and saying, hey, you're a big part of closing this digital divide because you have an audience of almost everybody across the state. If we can get them the basic skills, then we, we help to really close that gap over a, you know, a condensed period of time, right? condensed in the greater scheme of things, I should say. 
Now you say this won't be the last in-person effort. There will be other opportunities down the road as well, too. Uh, yeah, I'm Farm Bureau trained. I can't help but do a tour or, or uh, <laughs> hold a public meeting. So give us a little insight what kind of timeline we might be looking at for things. Yeah, so um, this 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 summer, you know, we're doing the, they're doing the tour. Um, the truth is in the, by the end of June, the federal government will tell us how much money we're going to receive. Um, and so that begins kind of the application process. One of the first things we have to do is weigh in on the FCC map. So we have to say, here's how we're going to look at the FCC map. Then we're going to open that up to the public for a period of time. Um, and then we will open up hey, and say, here's our plan for spending all the funds. So that'll be the outline of our grant plan, um, how much funds we expect to spend each time, where we want to target it, and how we will judge those applications. The public will be able to weigh in on the map that, um, and then the actual grant plan before we submit them to uh, the NTIA at the, at the federal level. Um, and then send those back to us. That all kind of wraps up probably towards the end of the calendar year. And, and at this point, um, when we're being calm about it, I'm always energetic and wanting to say we're going to do it quicker. But when we're being calm about it, we're looking at probably a February or March starting to take applications, which puts us on a timeline for about June next year to announce the first round of Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act funded projects. And I know that sounds like a long time from now. But the truth is, with like 60-day comment windows and a map to weigh in on and 30-day comments on our plans, those, those months roll pretty quickly. So um, there's a lot of work to do here and a lot of opportunities for your members to weigh in with us at each phase of that, too. And I also want to point out that although, you know, there may be all these comment periods and you've got that application window down the road, there's a lot of folks things could probably get in line to yep. make themselves in the front of that line. That's exactly what, right. What are the details they need to pull together? Because we're talking about communities pulling this together and there may be somebody kind of spearheading it. Yeah, um, a lot of that we, we have seen some great applications when local people connect with a provider and say, hey, here's our area of challenge and here's who we can think and fix it and here's their plan to do so. When those pieces come together, it becomes very easy for our office to sign off on that project. It doesn't mean it's automatic, but when we know this is a locally supported project that meets their needs as well as the providers, then we are, you know, we can sign off on that one with a smile on everybody's face because we know it's a project that achieves all the goals. So you're exactly right. Those communities of need weigh in with us, but also be talking about your local leaders as well as potential providers um, about what an application might look like. And then we're we're already talking to people about what we see as far as availability. They're not they don't know what an application might look like, but they know what their areas look like, and we're able to have, be a part of those right now. So maybe get some happy details to do down. that. Yeah. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna not to be Debbie Downer, but it is gonna be a Debbie Downer side. Yeah. I know having you know so many of us, and we know people from all across rural Missouri, across rural America. In some communities, getting uh, folks on the same page is sometimes a little bit difficult. Yeah. Uh, there may be one corner of the town, one corner of the community that knows that they are in dire need of internet service, but they may be working with a business uh, a provider that's not acknowledging that. How can we still get that voice heard whenever we're facing some hurdles close to home? Yeah, uh, so there's multiple ways. 
come to these public meetings if you're willing to reach out to our office. We're available at any time to visit one-on-one about what we see on the ground, share your concerns. Um, Similar to what you were talking about, we have people call us every week that say, hey, I'm looking for service, like what's available in my area. And our team is able to take the time and say, well, here's what we know and here's who should be there. Have you visited with them? And sometimes, um, I don't want to overpromise, but sometimes we're able to open up a new line of communication, which changes that conversation. Um, sometimes there's awarded areas that haven't been deployed yet, and we can help you find answers of when that should start to happen. We were able to do that just last week uh, with someone from kind of the suburban, not not quite St. Louis area, but, but yeah. over east side. And, and so we're able to kind of ease those conversations sometimes. And if not, we may be able to connect you with someone else that's adjacent that may be thinking about that area. So I would say come to these public meetings, visit with us there, but then also never hesitate to email us or, or contact our office directly. Wonderful. Well, if folks wanted to do that, BJ, how could they reach out to you? What do they need to, how do they need yeah. to search for you? Yeah, absolutely. You can find this effort can all be found at DED dot mo dot gov slash get connected um, and there's a contact us and all that that you normally see on the website and then also our office uh, phone number is 573-522-6261 573-522-6261 um, so we're we're uh, and then i think it's also broadband at ded.mo.gov um, is the way to email just kind of the general and then we kind of share those around kind of share the load so Awesome. Well, I'm just going to toss out there the first one again coming up on May 15th. That's going to be in Southeast Missouri in the Farmington area. Then another one on that day taking place in Dexter. And then you move on to Poplar Bluff and the West Plains area. And then on the 18th, you're going to be in Perry, Missouri and Memphis, followed by the 22nd in Manchester and Troy, the 23rd in Hamilton, Missouri and in St. Joe. Uh, the 24th in Maryville and Columbia, May 30th in Springfield, Missouri and Branson. The 31st, that'll be in Joplin and Lowry City. June 2nd, Kansas City and Sedalia. And June 9th, you're going to wrap it up in Rolla and in Camdenton. So I know that's a quick rundown of things, but again, you can search for their website and we're going to post the map uh, on our website so folks can hopefully find that through our social media channels as well. And get out there, get your voice heard, be the squeaky wheel, see what happens, right? That's right. And on a personal note, I always love seeing my Farm Bureau friends when we have a meeting. So uh, I really appreciate you guys helping promote it. Absolutely. Well, BJ, thank you very much for taking the time. We appreciate your time. Uh, BJ Tanksley, he is the Director of Office of Broadband Development, or OBD for short, joining us for this week's Digging In with the Missouri Farm Bureau.